It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 133. Colony in space! Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's Resulting reaction despite it. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, <laughs> your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast after... Uh, several nicks on the bedpost for every day you've missed us. We are back, uh, here to talk about colonies and space and primitives. And, uh, hey, it's a 70s Doctor Who story about colonialism. Yep, that's check that box off your scorecard, friends. Uh, yeah, Dan, how are you? Eric, I'm good. You didn't introduce yourself. No, so I think confused. people know at this point, No one point, knows right? who's talking right now. Everyone's very confused. <sighs> See, old Eric. Doctor Who show stars uh, Dan and Eric. You figure uh, out which one of us scar. is which. Cavalcade of Scars. Um, the scars on our arms are for love. <laughs> What's happening, Dan? Are we done with this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got stuff to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. We have uh, the Sandman to talk about. That's really what we're here for, folks. Now, you thought you thought it was uh, that we were incessant with our off-topic mm. Dune content previously. Well, folks, get ready because now we got off-topic Sandman content uh, that no one asked for. Uh, this is uh, it's our our stealth. Uh, introduction to our other podcast um yeah so we may have mentioned this before eric and i have been looking forward to with some some trepidation but looking forward to the netflix premiere of neil gaiman's the sandman it's been 30 something years in the making for a screen adaptation of a groundbreaking comic book if you haven't read it already i highly recommend going and grabbing it you can buy the hardback editions. You can buy the uh, single issues. You go, but here's the thing. Go and get the – if you don't care to have the paper edition, get it on a Kindle. It was cheap to get the entire run, all 75 issues plus more. I think it actually has all the stuff after that came out, like the Dreaming and I all this other stuff. I think Dan's been uh, working for Bezos. For like, for like 35 bucks, you get the entire thing. When you could buy a slipcover like, edition – for like half of the volumes for 150 bucks. You can like, get a slipcover for your couch and be uh, in comfort reading it. Yeah. I have the Absolute Editions, which is do. the only way to read it. You is need it... the big, oversized, heavy paper. Don't listen to this guy and his Kindle. If you want you to read money. Sandman like an animal and see the brilliant artwork uh, on a tiny little screen, you monsters. <laughs> Wait, a whole bunch of animations are going off. I think I've won something. Have I won something? <laughs> yeah, you want you want the uh, I don't know hot take off. Uh, hot um, takes. Anyway. Yeah, no, I like so, uh, print. I get it. Dan's I, I right. You want to well. save money? Uh, get the. Kindle. I'm saying I have them all. I have no judgment. When I first started collecting them. I have them in mylar bags on 
uh, acid-free cardboard. They are sitting there. I'm never going to open them. I'm never going to touch them. But if I feel like I'm reading them, wait, you have this. Hey. You have the original issues. I have one original no. issue. I have from somewhere around f- in the 40s. I have like from the I have from the 40s on. I think the they're worth worth some cash. Eh, those are probably not worth all that I don't much. Know. But, Depends on. Um, and I went back and got the trades for the first mm. three. Well, for all of them, but I think for the first three, I got uh, just the trades. Anyway, anyway, we're not going to talk about Sandman. I think no, we are. That's all we're going to talk about is the Sandman. I say this, Dan. I texted what? you this, but I didn't get a response. But let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will review a full review of the Sandman. We will after we review this Doctor Who story. Colony oh, okay. in space. So we gotta get, and then we gotta get through our vegetables first to get yes, to dessert. People okay. can um, who don't care can tune can turn it off. People that and don't ever, want and spoiled never speak to us again can turn it off because it only it. came out Friday. We're recording this Sunday. You'll hear it on Wednesday. It's not like we're doing it as soon as it came out, but it's still relatively no. early, relatively new. So we don't want to spoil anything. So that way, you make the choice. You want to hang around. Once we get through uh, <laughs> Doctor Who, not that it's not a pleasure, it's a complete it's pleasure not. to not sit through six, six episodes we'll uh, when it should have been four. No, it's it a great three. time. should have been two. But we will talk uh, in depth, and I want to be able to talk and spoil. We're only going to talk about the first episode, right? You only watched the first That's episode. I only well watched so the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't want to hold anything back. You know, we'll talk about differences between the uh, original text and the uh yeah and the um yeah and we can say what we like dan and i neither dan nor i neither dan nor he neither dan nor nor i I know what the other person thought of it nor he interesting yeah right this is i mean it's gonna be fascinating we're gonna see what happens we're gonna this is Guys, but first, we're gonna. Unless you have socks. anything else, do you have anything else to talk about? We got Dune Two is get, in production. I want to get through this colony in space got- <laughs> to get to the good stuff, <laughs> which tells you how I felt, I guess, about this story. But hey, we got Russell T Davies uh, is the new showrunner. Will be the new showrunner on Doctor Who, showrunner. and maybe this the is old, new old news for people. I didn't yeah, realize that Neil Patrick Harris is in Doctor Who. Uh, going to be in the new Doctor Who. No. He will. I saw him talk about it. Oh, okay. No. Like he won't say what his role is because I guess they worked together on that show you liked. Uh, that was um, named after Doogie, the Pet Shop Doogie Boys Hauser. song. No, what's the Pet Shop Boys song West, that I'm blanking on? It's a sin. West End Girls. No, it's a sin. The Russell T oh, Davies no, song you told show. me was great. Or show you told that me was, was great. Good. I like that. Yeah. Wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Pat, Leo Patrick Howard. Had I been referring to him as Doogie Howser, or did you do that? No, I, I did that. <laughs> I mean, he did that to himself, yes, to be honest. Uh, but He was in it. Whether I think It's a Sin is a UK and a US show, or was it only in the UK? I only watched it here. Was Neil Patrick Harris in it? It's a, yes or it's no? A fair, it's a fair question. I don't recall him being in that. Okay. This is also possible. I... Uh, blacked out this whole thing and made it up because I was yeah, eating. Uh, I had some uh, edibles the other night and I was reading uh, <laughs> old Doctor Strange, my favorite. I've told about this this uh, hobby that I do occasionally, oh, no, where I will take it? something and then I will read an old issue of Doctor Strange, the Steve Englehart run, and listen to music of the era, and it was wonderful. I was listening to the Goblin. 
uh, not the graphic novel uh, that I wrote with uh, art by Will Perkins. It's available now. But the band <laughs> Goblin that did a lot, and it was wonderful. So it's possible I entered some kind of portal, and something happened with Dormammu, and I made up the fact that Neil Patrick nope. Harris was in It's a nope. Sin. Nope. I was, I was wrong. He, he's in one episode. I forgot who he was. He Fantastic. Is, he plays an older gay gentleman who uh, gives a one of the main characters a chance at a job career thing. Anyway, oh, yes, okay. he, was, he was good in it. Anyway, so he's, he's going to be in Doctor Who. Nobody well, knows the role. It seems like it's going to be a villain and maybe a larger part. I realize this because I saw a clip from him oh, on boy. The View... Uh-huh. And uh, Which you're Whoopi obviously Goldberg watching is also. a huge Doctor Who fan, so she's asking all these Doctor Who questions, trying to get yeah, him yeah. to 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 spill the beans. And I guess they were worried it was going to leak, so they've officially come out. Uh, Russell mm-hmm. T Davies and Neil Patrick Harris that he is going to be in it in a, I mean, substan- in a substantial think? way. So I don't Do know if think- he's a new master. Oh God! I hope not. Please, no more master. Yeah. Can we oh, speak yeah. Then? That's I mean, a for, that's a now, right. That's but. a foreshadowing of our review. No more masters. Sure. But yes, no let's. Uh, I don't know. But, Do I mean, we have anything the, else? In the new Who, they've they've come back to the master so many times. Like Missy was such a good take on the master because even at the beginning, yes. you didn't really like. It wasn't clear that she was an incarnation of the master, and then the reveal, and then she had a whole arc where she kind of. Uh, did the right thing at the end, but then they reset it all again whenever she regenerates into the other. It's just enough with that. It's the same thing as like going Missy back to the well with the Daleks matter. all the Are time. Are we talking about and that? Yeah, you know, Missy was fantastic. I love that actress. She's fantastic. But yeah, I really hope that he's not. I hope that Neil Patrick Harris is playing a Something villain new. from the original well no I would actually love it to be someone from the original series that they're bringing back in a bigger way or something like the really Ronnie has uh, regenerated that, into be uh, Neil Patrick Harris absolutely uh, into Doogie Howser into Doogie Howser <laughs> um, it would be really really cool but I'm, I'm excited to see what it is anyway I uh, controversial take I know the classic fans really didn't like it so much but I loved Russell T. Davies the Russell T. Davies era um, I like the Moffat era. They were great. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. whatever comes. Whatever. Comes. The important thing is uh, you can't beat old Doctor Strange. Love it. That's what love we're it. trying to get at. I love it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, let's let's uh, jump into the uh, button pushing. I don't think we have anything else, right? Paper Girls yeah. is very good. I love the uh, comic. Uh, oh. So I've read, you know, bought that when it came out, read the whole thing. Um and the show is on Amazon, and they've changed yeah. a good deal, or it's been so long since I read it, I'm like, I don't remember that happening. But it all works. I think it's good. We're about halfway through it, me and the family. Okay. Um, but I would recommend that. Dan, you did it not like read the one. comic, but I think you can... The problem with that show, and it's not the problem with the show, it's like an unfair thing, is it's uh-huh. kids, they're from the 80s. They're it's on Stranger bicycles Things. Bicycles that people are like, Stranger Things. And, and the, the comic came out a year before Stranger Things premiere. But I don't think people realize that. And it's nothing, the two, other than those 80s connections to the characters, mm-hmm. they're totally different shows in all ways and comics and whatever. Right. I mean, I, I wonder how much of that, because it's the internet and people having horrible takes, I wonder how much of that is like, oh, it's Stranger Things, but with girls. So it's just like a misogynist yes, thing Yes, but on, I think like like the internet, me. there's a deafening sound of people like myself going, like talking about how it's not the thing. Do you ever notice that? Like when there's a problem and you don't hear about the problem, you just hear about people complaining about the problem. 
so yes. much more than you actually hear about the thing. And you're like, yeah. I just want to sound smart that you knew something. Right? Yeah. That's fine. Everything's fine. Dan, hit the button. All right, let's Eric. Just let's get out of let's here. Unless this. I can think of something else. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, Umbrella Academy, season three. Okay. I was going to uh, okay. throwing out Umbrella what? Academy, season three. Oh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it. I like the first season. The second season got a little bleh. And now I'm not sure. Let's talk about Riverdale. Uh, I think that's always a fun. <laughs> it's a fun, uh, guilty pleasure, but I don't believe in guilty pleasures. It's all pleasure, It's just baby. a pleasure. Just it's a pleasure, just baby. pleasure. Uh, hit the button. Just there. like uh, Colony in Space. <laughs> this is all. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Let's, let's do this. Let's get through it. Let's Here do we go. It. Reservation Dog Season 2 is out now. Season 1 was oh, amazing. Such a good show. So I'm looking forward to too much TV, right? Too much TV. Uh, Look at all those planetary systems, Doctor. We could rule them all. What for? What is the point? The point is that one must rule or serve. That's a basic law of life. Why do you hesitate, Doctor? Surely it's not loyalty to the Time Lords who exiled you on one insignificant planet? You'll never understand, will you? I want to see the universe, not rule it. What is this? Oh, this is Colony in Space, Dan. It's the fourth serial from the eighth season. Lucky number eight. Uh, this is the uh, show Doctor Who that came out in 1971, written by Malcolm Hulk or Hulke. Never figured that out. Didn't put the energy into finding know, out. Frankly, uh, we'll call him Hulk, like the big green guy. Uh, this yep. is directed by Michael Ian Bryan. Uh, the doctor, stuck on Earth, can't fix his TARDIS, manages to get the doors open and do a little tour, shows Joe the ropes, and before they know it, they're being transported without their uh, agency at all. Someone has taken over the TARDIS almost, and they've ended up on a human colony on Xerius, uh, the world of Xerius where there's a uh, colony versus a mineral company locked in a struggle of human bureaucracy. Who will own the planet? Who will strip it of its mines? Why are those people called the primitives? Uh, and who is that little weird fella that you have in your closet? That reminded me of the Kids in the Hall <laughs> sketch where you had the demon. Remember, I think it's... Uh, 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 what's his face? It's Dave, Mark Dave Foley. It's Dave Foley's apartment, right? And the demon is in the wall. Remember, like he gets the apartment oh. and he's showing up the apartment. Like, oh, this one comes with a demon, and it opens, and it's you know, if you saw it, I you would know it. This one the demon all. is played it. by um, Kevin. Uh -huh. So it's like a Kevin and Dave sketch, I think. I'm pretty, yeah, and uh, it's very funny. So okay. yeah, on right. that note, uh, other things happen. It doesn't matter. Colonialism. Uh, environmentalism it's got it all dan what did you think of the colony in space it was a good three-part story oh. stretched into six parts uh that's generally it no i mean okay it's it's good in that we get some interesting things happening we get this doctor finally getting to get off of Earth. Mm -hmm. We get to see some Time Lords again. That's right. Um, of course, they're using him to send him off to, to 
against his will to fix something for them because that's what they do. Uh, Joe gets to see the inside of the TARDIS. So we get the a lovely it's bigger on the inside moment, which is always a fun yeah, thing. Always good. She gets her first travel through to time and space. That was great. Uh, landed on a planet that is mostly a rock quarry because, of course, it is. It's always rock quarries. Um, some of the creature design was fine. Uh, the colonists, the, the acting was good. I liked the kind of setup between the uh, the mining federation and yeah, planning to strip mine the 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 planet and yeah, playing yep. fast and yep. loose with the laws. Uh, we got that that primitive race, which was actually like a very very highly uh, evolved at race. One that kind of, whatever, at one point, excuse me, highly evolved race. Oh yep 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 yep. Um, but. And then we got the master. We got the master coming in, doing his mastery things. They have actually a really nice moment, the two of them. I, I do like Pertwee and Delgado together. I think that's a fun combination. Um, so towards the end of the story, they had a little more to do together, which I kind of liked. But overall, it was just... I liked the first couple of episodes, mm-hmm. then it just really stretched forever, and then it was fine at the end. It kind of you know closed off. It was just... I don't know. It, I didn't love it. It's... Eric, what did you think? I, I'm, I'm at a loss for All right. words. Like, okay, it was, okay. I loved it. Get Until the hell out of here. I loved it. Okay. I thought it was right. so good. First four episodes. Okay. I thought that was, I, I was great. I thought it was really well written. I thought all of the acting was good. It was The story was really interesting. I was like making a note for myself. I'm like, I actually think I like most of Malcolm... Hulk stories, so I gotta pay more attention to to what he's doing, and then, and then it hits like I think it's in episode four when the adjudicator arrives, which is the yes. master. Yes. Once that beat happens, for me it just completely falls apart. Um, yeah. It just becomes like they've already done all of this stuff, and they still it's still it's not terrible. Like it doesn't completely kill the story for me because I I think all of the ideas are really cool uh even the stuff with when they go into the secret city and stuff but when that becomes the main plot thread those last two episodes and it's the master who has no business being in the story there's no reason for it i like the chemistry like you like the chemistry but it's like Mm -hmm. put him in a master story that makes sense for the master like he's just sort of tacked on onto the story to pad it out it was the doomsday device. And like the, the whole thing with the doomsday device and the civilizations is bad civilization, but they create a weapon that's super powerful. And then somehow they sort of yada, yada, yada over how that it goes from that to these slee stacks that are telepathic. Yeah. Right. Walking around while these like uh, Island of Dr. Moreau type <laughs> uh, mini uh, creatures are like wandering around or something i don't know and then the one guy he's just hanging out behind the painting all day until he opens and then they have this sort of thing where they're sacrificing you to something we never really i thought at one point we were going to go in there it's like a furnace or something right whatever and then he's like reactor he lets them go first and then he's like to the doctor you come back i'm gonna kill you and the doctor comes back and he kills himself right and all his people it was a weird that whole suicide thing. A lot of suicide in this. Double suicide. You get the suicide of the uh, primitives, uh, yeah. whatever. And those guys sort of look like Uatu the Watcher. I kept thinking of oh. like maybe that's <laughs> yeah, just too bit. much, too many Marvel comics going through. It's a me. lot of Marvel. Um, but so then the main guy, uh, the Ash. dad, 
he kills Ash, himself. Yeah. Sacrifices he sacrifices himself. himself. To, yeah. A Ash. Yes. Uh, Ash. And then the radiation just goes away when they the place is leaking radiation like a uh, old gas station where they can't you, you see abandoned gas stations in your neighborhood you're like why can't they build anything there and you're like because they've ruined the earth uh it's like that but somehow they blow it up and all of a sudden the crops are going to grow i don't know if that checks out um but it was fine i just really wish that it ended like they cut all the master stuff out and they made it four parts you said three parts but i think four parts would have been perfect because even when it does like you know the back and forth stuff it for me it was always interesting like i the characters had some depth like you had the mineral guy who you know he was like compassionate he had some some uh good qualities about him but he wasn't a hundred percent good like he still was a monster in his own way oh he's still a part tricking these people yeah, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of it, all of it, take all of it, and it's still worth it because one of those guys looked like Bob Odenkirk, dressed up <laughs> as a teen in No Teens Allowed. Do you know that Mr. Show sketch? <laughs> I do know that There's one. There's a guy who gets killed. His brother and sister are killed early on, um, the colonists. And then, do you remember him? And he's got like the worst beard and... <laughs> Wake. I don't and remember that specifically, exactly like, like that he looked like that. He okay. just, in, I instantly thought of uh, it was played by Bob Odenkirk. No adults from allowed. no adults allowed. Uh, I like the mining, like the the colonizing thing, and maybe that's from being a huge aliens fan and like all of that and like trying to colonize these things. And the col the colonists are all broke; they all have problems because that's exactly who would be attracted to colonizing a world is someone that has nothing. And I liked right. all the stuff about how corrupt the government was and the mineral rights and the bureaucracy and all of that stuff was very uh, smart commentary, I felt like. Uh, it was all good. It just was too long. It was like they took something really good and they added too many things to it and they, they broke it. Right. I, yeah, if they hadn't put the master in this and kept it to four parts... Um, and it was just the first, you know, first time that the doctor and Joe get to go explore another planet and they get to interrupt the colonists and the miners mm-hmm. and even keep the, uh, the alien race there and, you know, whatever. It would have been a better story. It would have been faster. I agree that when you bring the master in, it's like, okay, it just, it kind of it, ruined the momentum maybe did. a little bit. Yeah. That's and and you had like this great interplay with the two colonist leaders. Like there's the main leader who's let's do it legally. Yeah. Let's do it all by the books, you know, where we're fighting in the streets, but we got to keep it above board. And then you have, like, the more uh, action-driven radical that wants to, you got to burn it all down for anyone to pay attention to us. And that dynamic right. you see all over the place, and that was interesting to see here. And then once the master was in and the judicator, it, that, that all just sort of fell apart. Like, their their role sort of diminished. And there was really no more tension, and then all of a sudden the guy kills himself, and the other guy escapes, and then he lets all the people out the back door. That part was like, okay, come on, yeah, it was fine. I mean, and like even like the fine. girl, like the daughter was great. She did great oh. like facial expressions. Uh, yeah. Ash's daughter, I was a fan of of her acting style. She was really liking the liking the role. She <laughs> stuff was cool. It was all cool. The Oh, you know what? I'm stupid. And so you're going to tell me how I'm stupid. 
Okay. The old guy that's working with his best friend, the Slee Stack. Yep. And he's like, he always knows what wrench to pick. Yes. When the doctor's exa- fixing the thing he's always working on, yeah. he says, like, it's almost like he's making it not work. Yeah, it's almost as though he's... Was he is... talking about the old guy that got killed, or was that because the other guy that was, like, pretending to be a colonist but was really working with the mining company had broken? Right. Or was he saying the old guy was... It would have to have been He the says latter. the name, that and then was... at that point I was like... Who is who? And then I <laughs> oh, I don't remember if he said the name, but I, d- I do remember that part because it struck me as well. It's like, well, that guy really wasn't trying to sabotage it. He was trying to keep it all together, and it was successful for however long yeah. they were there, for that year that they were there. So it must have been a reference, I would guess, to the uh, the saboteur instead. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the, the, the telepathic aliens was, was an interesting kind of thing going on. I didn't it didn't, it didn't ever pay off, though. No. The tele like No. It was like those telepathic it wasn't like they would run into Joe and then not be not try to kill her. Like they right. run into Joe and then they take her in and they she's about to get killed. Right. The, the the creepy, you know, um uh Dr. Moreau character does read the mind of the doctor and and is kind of a dick. He's like you are more advanced, not like this garbage creature next right. to you, but I'll let you both go. So it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go no, on. You're right. The, the, no, the, the, tele- the telepathy didn't really didn't pay off. It was, if anything, it just, it muddied the waters in some ways. Like, they should have known more about people's motivations then. And if they can tell, like, what screwdriver yeah. you need, like, they should have known more what was going on. To your point, they probably should have tried killing Joe, or they would have... Knowing more about the colonists and how to whatever whatever they were trying and, to do, there was some like the 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 these colonists and had a relationship that was basically bartering like their protection and helping them out to some extent. Yeah, they buy them uh, off for trade food, for food, and that was interesting. Like, right, that was just an interesting concept because you're hurting yourself by giving away your food. Your own people are starving, but he's so ide- you know idealized. And how he's going to do this, that it's all going to work out, it's all going to work out, and it's not working out. Right. I thought that was... Because a lot of times, you're, I was siding with the other guy. I'm like, this guy is not good at what he's doing. <laughs> he keeps, things keep falling apart. And even the doctor and Joe, sometimes they're like, oh, you can't do this. But it's like, you have to do that. Everyone's right. dying. Oh, Dan. I don't know. Oh, Eric. It's fine. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, are, are there things that we want to... Uh, Go through radiation. To make sure that we, uh, we talk about the yeah. radiation. So the radiation mutates them, not unlike the spice melange. Uh, but why are why is some of them? Why does the only the one can talk that they keep right. in the the retractable? So you have the, the sea stacks. Then you have the priests. Yeah, and then you have the mini priest yeah. who is the leader. And they sort like, of say it like, okay, well. There, it's a very advanced civilization. Therefore, I'm thinking they're all advanced, right? There's not a lower class and higher. Maybe there is. Uh, then they invent obvious, no. this weapon. I don't know why. Is it two warring factions? The way you know they Genesis and the Daleks kind of thing, or, or they're just making a weapon for whatever reason? For fun. Then they they fun. say that it turns into a religion. At one Somehow. point, like the technology, they start worshiping the technology. And that right. sort of explains the priests. But why are the why did they split the genes where they completely look different? 
And no, it makes no, I, it's all unclear. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they had this doomsday weapon there. Good point. Who was it for? What, why did they have a weapon? But <laughs> and, they had and it, it never forever. detonated. It never detonated. They never used but it. It's but leaking. they also knew that it was causing the crops to fail, and it was leaking radio radioactivity. So all they needed to do was blow it up, and then everything would be fine. So you would think at any point the leader could have just evacuated everyone out of there and yeah. remote control blew it up, and then it would have been an issue. Right, and it doesn't. It was just it's a not strange like it destroys the it. planet. Like they're going to live on there and grow crops. All those people are getting cancer. By the way, it's going to be a sad it's, season. When the doctor returns and he's like, I actually don't know what I'm doing. We should have, should have let these people stay here. And by the you know, way, no, it's, if it's, it's full of it's uh, uh, stuff for I, I, iPhones, uh, the whole place is going to be invaded in a week. Full of stuff for iPhones? Oh, yeah, the like minerals? The minerals like, it's like oh, the I best see, score for whatever lithium uh, that they'll ever find. And Earth knows about it. It's not like that entire company's there. I'm sure the company sent an email. And with all that money, they're going to, like... The colonists had the... They did have the rights to it. So if they had a real adjudicator there, they probably would have actually had... Right, but there wasn't even the real adjudicator was there. It was a fake adjudicator. So nothing's... This whole planet's gone. They're going to strip it. I mean, that's... I'm hoping to see a part two, because there's so many unanswered questions in this one. (laughs) Really want to get to it. Um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to, to talk through. I like the the first episode was probably the best one. Getting to see the Brigadier and Joe and, yeah. and the Doctor and, and getting Joe inside the TARDIS. And I think it was, it was, was fun that she said to the Doctor when they when they first kind of when they first dematerialize and go through space. And she doesn't believe him. And she said all along that she never really believed that he traveled through time. Yeah, and she space. just thinks he's crazy. I mean, she th- she <laughs> she you know. Uh, is his companion on Earth and can see what he can do, but didn't think he was actually maybe even an alien. Um, whatever. So so that was fun to get to see her do that. Uh, one thing that was kind of fun, knee, not fun, but funny, is the dematerialization. If you notice, it doesn't yeah, fade it just out. Pops. It just popped in and out. I was reading on the internet, so it must be true, that the director admitted um, on a commentary track on the DVD release that um, he just didn't know that it was supposed to do it that way. That it was supposed to fade. So he just made it pop. Which I don't think makes any sense because he was a production assistant on the show before he became a director. Did he never see yeah, that's, the show that's before? About, it was strange. I, I, I was wondering why that played out that way. Right. So you still get the right sound effect and everything. And, but for both the Doctor's TARDIS and the Master's TARDIS, they just go pop and they're gone. So that was strange. We got to see this, uh, a new version of the Sonic Screwdriver uh, come into play. Um, so we got that coming back into the stories. So we're going to start using that more often. I think it was kind of fun to see the... Uh, you got to see the interior of the Master's TARDIS, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know, just looks like a TARDIS. Um, but, you know, it was nice. You got to and, see the, and you get element. the uh, five-minute scene of them going under the... Uh, whatever his uh, security system. That took, that took a long time. To limbo under, they had to squirm on their backs underneath the That took the so beam. long, Only and yet for she Joe, forgot about it. Only for Joe <laughs> to take a step back right into it and to get choked with gas. It was just so silly. But, all right, hey, that's fine. Um, I, I liked also the, the mining company's ploy to scare away the colonists with the uh, projections of the giant lizard. 
the effect looked terrible. I mean, that was just silly, silly, silly. But I like the idea of it. And then they bring in like the the robot with gi- giant monster claws on it to try to make it look like the the lizard was actually there ripping things apart. I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Yes. Um, but they kind of abandon all that and kind of go off in a different direction later. I don't know. I did yeah. see uh, some interesting little bit of uh, trivia about this. Okay. Morgan, okay. the character of Morgan, yes. which is like the psycho, right? Oh, yes, I read this. Was You already know, like it was originally supposed to be a woman. Going. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, but the BBC yeah. was like, nah, women can't be killers. Well, what I read was... Yes, they, that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a woman, but they but it were was afraid inappropriate that it was for a woman. inappropriate for, for for families viewing because it might sexualize her too much to be in this position of power, which Wait, says what? much more about the person okay. who <laughs> made I... the decision than it did about the actual story itself. Women with guns, angry women—that's too sexy. So I don't know. Uh, he was fine though. It was good to see uh, that actor play that role. He was, you know. Uh, appropriately smarmy and uh, intimidating pretty good yeah i don't know man there's not a, there's not it a was lot fine. going on here it, it was, was fine just, it was I, fine I, everything you say i agree with i like how it there was, was paced a, a, there was the too much early of part. the v- venusian aikido all over the see, place see that's when i was smiling so because like i had we had just come off of um patrick troughton and I'm yeah. like, this is what the doctor's doing. Like, cause he spends a lot of time with the, and always with the one finger to, he's always at the Come end on. of whatever judo chop or roll he does. Yep. You always see him just put his dumb finger on someone's neck. Like that's going to knock him out. And he's doing back to back Kung Fu or judo, uh, Venetian judo with, uh, humans too. It's like, he's like ready to do some kind of action tag team thing. Yeah. It was fine. I didn't mind that. That kind of stuff always makes me smile. I mean, it, it was did okay. go on just, a long there time. Was, there was so much of it, though. It happened yes. a lot. They had the like the slowest car chase, or long. It wasn't slow. It was just long and uneventful car chase. Oh, hang on a second. Another fighting scene that didn't involve the doctor was uh, one of the colonists towards the end. One of the colonists and one of the mining guys mm-hmm. get into a fight in a clay pit. I'm guessing that it just happened to be there, so they're like, "All right, let's just have a mud fight." It was really strange. Yeah, and that it went, went on, on too for a long, long too. time. Yeah, it was really odd. Yeah, I don't that know was what odd. they were I, trying I, to do there. To be fair, uh, to be uh, honest, transparent is the word I'm looking do for. It. When that fight started, I hit like the five second ahead button a few times <laughs> on yeah. the uh, Brit box, and it Good was choice. still going. It was like, I get the idea. Let's just can we move this along? Yeah. So that, I mean, whatever. It's good. I mean, I, again, like, if this had been four-part, I would have really sung this episode's praises and been like, it's interesting and had cool ideas. Uh, But it just dragged. Like, it didn't need to be, it didn't need those last two. We say that a lot, but here I feel like I really need it. We say that a lot. Because it's accurate a lot. Yes. Um, Yeah. It's a shame. And I just wonder, like, was this a typical four-parter and then they needed to pad the season and so they added right. the bit and again the master's great and like they're they're whenever they're together it's oh it's always interesting to watch it just didn't didn't add anything to the to the story i think uh one of our listeners did comment this so i will preempt it and make it sound like it's my own okay uh 
idea. But no, the the moment at the end with the uh, towards the end with the master and uh, the doctor. And the master's explaining his plan, and we have this doomsday device, and we just have to threaten that we'll blow up stars, and uh, the galaxy will fall in line, and you could ha- have a half share on the universe, Doctor. Mm-hmm. And and it almost seems like the Doctor was actually contemplating Thinking it about for it. a second. Yeah, he took, he really he took did. some time. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was kind of fun to, uh, to see. I don't know. This um, story follows... The next story we do after this, I looked ahead, was the Dam- Damons, which we did... Uh, right, that's back on Earth. But does he get like he doesn't really have control of the TARDIS? It's like they're they're hinting at it in this episode that he's going to be able to fly again, but he he's not in control. When well, does he actually get full control of the TARDIS again? Right? You're, you, you're asking me as though I pay uh, attention to the chronology. I think what was interesting here is at at the beginning the Doctor is in at at unit in the lab and he's telling joe that he's uh built his own replacement dematerialization circuit that can avoid the homing signal or whatever from the time lords and but then the time lords actually do take control of the tardis and send it where it needs to go so i don't understand really what was happening there did he did he create the circuit and they still open it or would they have i don't think he did he install it yet Maybe it was right. just wasn't installed yet. He it was needs just some time. The two of those things happened at the same time, or did they? Were they waiting? Were the Time Lords sending him from a time when he created the circuit so the TARDIS was functional, and then they could control him because you know time? That's an excellent question. Those Dan. things. An excellent. It was question. just. It was, but it was confusing. Why not just be like, oh, the TARDIS started up. That's crazy, and then just whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he obviously doesn't have control. They said that he would have his freedom to do this mission so i'm assuming now that he's back on earth again moments after they left that he no longer either has the memory or the capability of controlling the tardis anymore but Mm -hmm. i guess we'll find out at some point um i do like the brigadier saying uh, you know to empty space like uh doctor come back right this instant and then three seconds later from his point of view they did come back again i thought it was kind of kind of cute to have that come in and the doctor's yeah. like don't try to explain it joe he he'll never understand it was uh, all it was fine it was fine i That's don't know do, want, do you have anything else on story. this thing do we uh did we exhaust a six-parter that soon we I mean, talked about the bob odenkirk it. um we, that was the most important thing that yeah. was i'm glad a lot I got of that. i'm surprised play. you did not uh think of that though i did not there was too much gunplay in this story as well, which kind of bothered me. Just like a lot of shooting. There's a lot of shooting. Just die and, and it's very and much like a you know cowboys and, and Indians kind of yeah, vibe yeah. that they were going for, which is how I saw all the guns and things like. I that. I mean, there was also a moment with the I think it was the, the cliffhanger from episode four into five where the master pulls a gun on Joe and the Doctor, which is just a very like. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. Like that's that's the plan. He's just gonna. Oh, you're gonna get struck by a stray bullet, and that was his plan to get rid of them. It was just not very mastery. It's practical. It makes a lot more sense than some of the other crap that he comes up with as a plan to, to, you know, get rid of the doctor. But that was just very kind of ham handed to me. It didn't really feel appropriate to the character. But it didn't happen anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, I like the the more Rube Goldberg contraption sort of. Uh, plans for the demise of the doctor but mm-hmm. anyway eh, so that's all i gotta say about that all right eric i think that's it it's Can fine we, i'm fine i'm done eric i'm fine 
Uh, Dan, what about no, no, no. our listeners? Did anyone no, no, no. else I'm fine. watch this? Did they have a comment about it? Give me something, Dan. What did they think? Well, Eric, people said stuff. And people said listened. stuff. Hang on, hang on. This is going to be fun for you to edit. No, because I I don't want to do find... any editing. You're going to have to because I can't oh, find. On. All right. Well, while you're doing that, there it is. Uh, I'll just they, let people they... know that uh, you can go to Amazon, uh, whether whatever, whatever country you're in. You can go to your bookstore. Local bookstores is the best. Uh, or local comic shop, and you can say, hey, I listened to this podcast about Doctor Who. It's supposed to be about Doctor Who. These guys are constantly talking about other stuff, and they seem like they want to get through Doctor Who so they can talk about something called Sandman. Do you have any copies of Sandman? And then you can buy it. One of the idiots said I should buy it online Look instead. Out, friends. All right, Dan, did Here you find something? Yes, yes. So uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, those of you that replied to us on Twitter. That's uh, on Twitter at T-O-D-W Show, uh, asking for your opinions about this story. Um, let's see what you all had to say. Made it sound like I was ready to go, didn't it? Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Yeah, you, uh, Graham Buxton me. says that this story is hugely underrated. Okay. Dent is a fantastic smarmy villain. Dent was Dent great. Was the great. main Dent was good. He he actually reminds me of uh, that hair, C-Lab twenty twenty one, the the skipper from C Lab twenty twenty one. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. That's who he yes. looked like to me. One hundred percent. But evil <laughs> instead of just crazy, uh, which was fun. Um, let's see. We got here. Uh, Andy Scott says, "I remember reading the book and the description of the life form in the fire, and then seeing it on video and being massively underwhelmed. The book is far better." Like Day of the Daleks. So let's just take some time now, Eric. Let's um, right now just grab a copy book. of the book. We'll read it out yeah, loud to we'll each other. We'll take turns. Um, Nitro Nine. Hey, Nitro Nine. It's been a while. Says uh, the book is so much better. I can't even watch this one anymore. Well, I can understand not watching, wanting to watch this one. Um, Paul Waring says I really enjoy it. There's a lot of quote. Who has the upper hand between the colonists and IMC? Dent is yeah, really the, just ruthless. Go just ahead. to yep. pause on that, jump in. It does go back and forth with who is in control. Like yeah. they're in, they have them captured. Now they have the guns. Now they have the guns. And I feel like that pendulum swinging is yeah more frequent in those last two episodes because they need something for them to do while we're tinkering around with the master. But you can go. I agree yeah, with that absolutely. comment. Um, Paul, the says, mustache uh, game, Dent- by the way, is on fire. <laughs> In this the mustache uh, game, yeah. If you're a yeah, good you got, character, got you have a mustache, well. right? All the bad characters well, don't have mustache, except for that one bad character that has a mustache. He's kind of good too. So yeah, he should have had half a mustache. Yeah, just, just so half you know the face. That he's not quite. Yep. Um, Paul goes on to say, Dent is brilliant as a ruthless capitalist, and the best thing in it. Uh, yeah, arguably, a uh, great scene where the master offers to rule the universe with a doctor who looks tempted for a minute. See, Paul and I are the same wavelength there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he did I read look that tempted. first, but yes, he it thought is absolutely about it. true. I totally agree. There's, and it wasn't just a moment; like it actually goes a little bit there. Uh, he's thinking about. Okay, uh, Mike Morgan says, um, "Oh, this is something. <laughs> this is something from another tweet." Oh no, no. Okay, so uh, when you see the the. On the tweet, I have the picture of the alien inside the, the leader coming out of the box. And uh, Mike Morgan says, oh, dear, I can see right up his skirt and can't unsee it. So, you know, a little little not safe for work badge would have been helpful there. 
Anyway, moving on. Alan Kingsley says, I love watching Pertwee and Joe, and I always uh, enjoy big, stupid Doctor Who monsters, but I feel like the story has been done better and shorter in other episodes. I would argue that making it shorter makes it better, but no, I agree. It feels it feels very reminiscent of about a half a dozen other stories. Set on an alien planet that's mostly a quarry, and it's about colon- colonialism. Yep, that's, that's the majority of them. Um, so there's that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see. The uh, we didn't talk about the doctor pod- doing that mm, series of magic tricks, where he's making coins Wait, come out of. He did a bunch of sleight of hand magic tricks to a telepathic alien. <laughs> How does that work? They forget about How the does... telepathic part. I guess maybe maybe that he was just suspending disbelief to be in the moment. Maybe that alien was just like, "I'm going to have a good time here," and didn't read his mind. Anyway, uh, the World Enough in Time podcast says uh, the director, Michael E. Bryant, told me that mid-production he fantasized about driving off a road into a wall so he wouldn't have to finish directing it. Oh. Because it was such a tough job. So the they interviewed the director? Yeah, they sounds like get it. Their, we got to get their producer. We're not interviewing That's pretty anyone. great. No, we, our, our booking agent is terrible <laughs> in that they are non-existent. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Uh, to want to drive into a wall to not have to finish the story. I kind of get it to tell you the truth. Yeah. I felt uh, that way. I texted you. I somehow the fifth episode was the longest one on record. I'm yeah. like, it's gotta it be over. And I looked at the clock and it was like being in school and it was halfway done. I was like, God, <laughs> how did I agree to this? The second hand is just frozen just on the frozen. clock. Frozen. Um, Ian Graham says uh, about the story, it's a bit like The Good Life, people attempting self-sufficiency but on another planet. I'm not familiar with The Good Life, but I will take – was that the Paris Hilton – Yeah. uh, Yeah, where they lived on a farm with uh, Lionel Richie's daughter. That's right. Uh, I'm thinking of a different show. Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Ed says, uh, warning, not to be binge-watched, just saying – uh, unfortunately, I did binge watch it, and yeah, I, I did watched stay them back to the back. Whole time. That that's that's tr- that's tough. It was not the right choice. I do regret it. Uh, Misfit Scully, hello, Scully says during the story's run, my brother was born. I suspect oh. I was more excited about Saturday evenings watching BBC One than his arrival. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, love the master as the adjudicator. Pertwee and Manning are wonderful as always. I have to double second that one. Uh, two things stand out: Joe's first off-world adventure and the IMC robot, which apparently they had envisioned as being humanoid, but instead it was, looked like a giant, like yeah, it was so big know. and not practical, and like no. those dumb giant hands. Like nobody sees them rolling up with them hands with the giant them thing. Hands, like you would think hands. you're looking out the window, you're like, that's weird. That, that robot has giant uh, dinosaur hands, and that projection what? of the, someone's pet iguana. Pet iguana, <laughs> yeah, that was that was super fun, but the. So they put the hands on the robot so it can claw things up yep. to make the projection seem real, but no one sees it. So why did the hands have to be like molded and look like they had dinosaur skin on them? They could have just been giant rakes on the end of their hands, but they well, really spent exciting. the time to go above and beyond and make them look uh, realistic. <laughs> anyway, super fun. Uh, Matthew Pittard says, if I need sleep, I watch this one. That's how much I recommend it. Oh, so it's, uh, it's, okay. it's good for falling, falling asleep. Um, thank you for that. Paul Paranoid says, in terms of continuity, this is the first trip in the TARDIS since the third Doctor's imprisonment on Earth. The Time Lord's taking over control of the ship and forcing him to do a mission. 
uh, contrast with a scene at the start of the Brain of Morbius, which might be might be a callback uh, to this and not Genesis. I can't recall any of those stories, but thank you for putting us. Morbius. Thank you for putting this in context for us. Uh, but yes, so it's his first time being able to get off the planet, but he doesn't have control, so uh, kind of bittersweet in that sense. So thank you very much for um, sending us those tweets. We also got a couple of emails, so let me check out those as well. You can email us if you're not on Twitter and you, or you don't feel like interacting with that Hellscape website. You can just send us an email at theolddoctorwhoshow@gmail.com. Right. You've heard of it. You know about it. Let's read it. Um, I'm not sure we did this one before. I think it kind of came in before our last review. Uh, so this is from uh, Jess, uh, who says, Hello, Eric and Dan. I'm reading this live. I haven't okay. this before, so yes. let's see what happens. Hello, Eric and Dan. Love the co- uh, podcast. Can't believe there are only 20 weeks left. An idea to keep the podcast going after that would be to review some of the short stories or audio dramas. I think maybe we did read this one, and I am not going to do either of those things, read the short stories or the audio dramas, but thank you for loving the show and wanting us to keep going uh, or even just revisit some episodes see how your perspective has changed this is just a suggestion as well. I'd love to continue listening to you to talk Doctor Who and other random stuff along the way looking forward to hearing your reviews about Colony in Space I personally enjoyed the story and found mm-hmm. it interesting that it was the first ever off-world story recorded in color oh yeah that I did oh that. yes that oh, is uh, something we overlooked there. Thank you, Jess, for Yeah, because this is, this is season eight, right? I said it was eight. eight. So this is his first season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. he's stuck on Earth, but they didn't even make it a full season. I just put him in space. Yeah. Put him we got to get him back in space. Uh, Jess continues, the only big problem I had with the story was the cliffhangers that, to me, lacked drama. Unsure if that was just me or if you guys noticed that as well. I mean... The, no, the, the I can't the even remember, like, what are some point. of the cliffhangers. One of we them the, was... The, uh, the button to kill hands. Joe, like the gas button, the robot clawing him to death. Being none of the none points. of the other ones really jumped out as being anything yeah. like too Nothing dramatic. Um, just continues. Other than that, this was a pretty good story. I enjoy Pertwee's performance. Always enjoy a good Pertwee, honestly. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Jess. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much for that. Uh, appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Paul Paranoid uh, says again, um, seven years, 133 episodes of the Doctor Who show. And guys, when I started this running gag about how sad it was the podcast was coming to an end, I thought you only had maybe just over half a dozen more episodes to go. But I think some got added and now it feels like a gym membership that we could never get out of, Um, which is great. That's absolutely true. We are all stuck in this for a few more months, folks. Um, P.S. I love seeing the Master's TARDIS done properly. Yeah, it is great to see the interior of that done and uh, getting to make it look like something totally different. You got to explain that to the, the doctor, explain that to Joe. The TARDIS can look like anything except my TARDIS. It's always going to look like a falling apart box, but it looked like the big adjudicator ship, which was kind of cool as well. Um, so thank you, Paul, for that. And last, uh, Conrad, Hair of the Hound on Twitter says, Dear Eric and Dan, yes. as what. yes listening um as one of your listeners who suggested this extra six months of reviews Uh parentheses and making it onto eric's enemies list along wait who's on my enemies list uh hair of the hound for recommending that we continue oh yes yes. for another six months so yeah um he says he's on his on your enemies list alongside (laughs) ants and air conditioning pipes uh for making you watch the dominator uh he's also Uh, on my list of people i love 
Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Come on, I got a big old heart frame with hair of the hound. Hair of the hound. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if someone else, I'm almost, I think Harry Hound did this, right? And if it's not, it'll be yep. embarrassing. One, but that's how we got that signed photo of Ace. Yes. I believe it's that's Hair the of the Hound. Hair will never ha- be on my Hair enemies ha- list. No. Ants, however. Ants will stay on your, uh, enemies list. Yes, uh, uh, the Hound I saw Ants, it was like a horrifying <laughs> thing. Ants destroying a moth. It Ooh. was like a, I, if I could have put like machine sounding thing and did it in slow motion it would feel like a david lynch uh short film it was horrifying it's horrifying ants giant ants eating destroying the the moth creature i don't know there's no value to that i was just something i saw <laughs> <laughs> and now we've all pictured it thanks uh, the, the hound goes on to say, uh, I'm not sure how much you'll enjoy Colony in Space. Well, now yeah. you know. I really uh, enjoyed barely... it. That's the thing that bothers me is if it Aww. wasn't six parts, I was – the first two parts, I was like, this is great. I love this whole thing. I loved everything about it. I thought it was it. well written. I, I, I was enjoying it. And then it just overstayed its welcome. So I don't know. At the end, when you add it all together, it's like, mm, I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. No, I will never. But it's again. depressing because it was so close to being great. Could have been good. Could have been. Could have been great. Um, it says that this the the colony of space feels pretty generic, but I'm hoping you enjoyed the next Tom Baker story, which is shot ah up. yes, that's what we're doing advanced, next. Um, Douglas Adams. Uh, advanced which I've been warning, though. To see this, and we're watching it. But I feel like wasn't it missing or it didn't? Air? Here we go. Here it is. Okay. The Hound says, advanced warning, as production of Shadow was canceled before it was finished, some of it has been reconstructed with animation. Oh, no. I know you're only reviewing complete stories, but this is a fun one with a great script by Douglas Adams. I'm looking forward to hearing what you make of this. I've been looking forward to this as well, so it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We're going to love Does it. Does he say how much is re- recreated? We're going to find out in three weeks. Is it weeks, like a Eric. full episode or more than one episode? There's only uh, ten minutes of actual footage, okay. and the rest is all stick it's all figures. hand puppets. Yep, it's all hand puppets. That I would watch. Uh, very Muppet style would be great. Um, so thank you. That was uh, again. Email us at the old Doctor Who Show Gmail You can tweet us at TODW Show. We're also on the Instagram there. Um, same handle, Eric. I think that's everything. Is that everything for the Doctor? Are we Who's free? Part of the we show. We already talked about what we're doing next. We're going to be doing now. We're going to uh, shout out. Uh, yep. Or Shada, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shada, so Shada. I'm sure we'll find out. Um, Rani, Rainy. Yeah. So Ronnie. I guess goodbye I never uh, to right. people. If you care about the Sandman, the Netflix show, the adaptation, caring of, about the Sandman yeah. of the Neil Gaiman uh, comic book, yeah, with, uh, with Mike uh, Dringenberg, as well mm-hmm. as many other uh, artists. We're doing the yep. first episode, so we've got to give props to Sam Keith. Uh, stay on if you want that. Otherwise, we will see you next in next time for a shada, the shada mapes. I am it the housekeeper. Always comes back to it. Yep. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone who doesn't care about the Sandman. Talk to you in three weeks.
All right, Dan, they're gone. What? It had, uh, first off, how excited were you to see this show? My, I, uh, I'm going to. I want very much for uh, for Joe, for my boyfriend, to watch this with me because this comic book is one of the most. It's it's the best comic book series I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I love Neil Gaiman. Uh, it has been a part of my life since the early '90s when yep. I first started collecting it, um, and I've been dreaming about an adaptation for a very long time. So uh, it's just trying to coordinate our schedules so we can sit down and watch it together. Um, that's why it took me so long to watch the first part and I haven't watched the rest, but. I will tell you, within the first 10, 15 minutes, I, I'm being completely honest, I had a tear in my eyes. Oh, I was no. So the young happy. man in the old body crying. I was so happy to see this. <laughs> um, so far, I think it is beautifully realized. I love the changes they're making to try to tell the story in a different way. Um, what they're doing with the Corinthian is different. I have some questions, and, and you can remind me because it's been a while since yeah. I've read these parts. And I actually I haven't read the subsequent news stories that came out um, with. Daniel oh, I didn't read Orpheus. them either. The the prologue. So, yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I haven't read that. They, they changed a bit here. So so I'm I'm assuming anyone that's listening now, which is literally no one, has either watched the show or read the comics or both. Um, it's interesting that the Corinthians taking this role. Uh, this larger role in the story, he doesn't appear in the first eight issues. He's part of uh, Doll's House instead. So having bring him that forward, it's interesting that that's in connection with um, Morpheus being captured. The reason in the comic that he was able to be captured was he was just he just finished this epic battle that we don't know anything about. Um, so he was weakened, and that's why he was actually able to be summoned and captured. In this one. It was just he was able to be captured. The just the the grimoire and the magic was yep. able to capture him. Um, I mean, I guess be able to put more of that in. Like he had so much hubris that he put so much uh, of his power into his tools of office instead of keeping them in him, with himself, which they mentioned in the comics. And maybe that's where they're going to go with that. But it seems strange to me, like this all, almost all powerful being. Um, that's existed since almost the first moment of time is able to be captured by someone that he calls an amateur magician when there's no other reason why he should have been able to. Like it, like I said in the comics, he's in a weakened state and was more susceptible to it. So that was kind of strange to me. That's the only... Yeah, I didn't, that... like, I didn't like that. Yep. I didn't like all of the changes. You mentioned the changes that they made. Yeah. Obviously, Neil Gaiman... I mean, that's the biggest was, one. Neil Gaiman was very involved in this, so I'm assuming... The mo- well, he said, can I can't tell you this. He said this is the most he's been involved in anything that's ever yeah. been adapted of his, so, including, including Good Omens, which he was a producer right. for, which I loved as well. Good Omens is wonderful. So, not to, obviously, he knows what he's doing more so than he did I it do. For a reason. But right. I liked it more in the comic that the first time you see Dream or Morpheus mm-hmm. is on the ground after he's been captured. It's right. like a more mysterious way, a reveal. I liked that reveal so much more than this show where they bring the – he's with the Corinthian. First you like get this whole narration thing. I, that, that's fine. Which is fine. Uh, right. Then you see right. like – You get to see Lucien. But you do right see him right I think away. when he's talking to the Corinthian. I didn't like any of that. Like in the yeah. comic, it makes sense that the Corinthian, while you don't see him until issue 10 uh, – you hear about him like 
uh, Dream is captured, and while he's captured, the Dreaming is falling apart, and things are escaping. And you, and he's right. basically, after he collects all of his doodads and gets those back, <laughs> then he goes and he gets all these creatures back. And one of them is Corinthian, right. but you deal with some right. other ones first. So, like, that made sense. Now, like, how did the Corinthian even get out? And, like, there's not... And he's not in his weakened state, so why was he captured? He was just captured because right, he was on right. Earth, and that's that, that. I didn't think that that made a ton of sense. Oh, um, right, right. So maybe because he was actually in the waking world, he was more. I susceptible guess, but to he's magic. Maybe I guess. But I then know. you have to worry about that for the rest of the time that he's in the waking world, like when he's chilling with death and they're walking around New York. Right. I, it's fine. I, I didn't chilling love that. I, 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 I liked the way it was in the comic more but that's also me right. i have all that baggage if i didn't know any of, of that maybe it wouldn't even still would have been wouldn't cool. have it affected me uh i thought There's it was else. good like i liked i liked it i thought it was great it's promising i think like yeah. for me there's a part of me that thinks it should never be made like there's something special sure. about reading a story about stories as a piece of literature with words right. and pictures and and there's something special about finding that in the pages of a book and not gone through freaking you know the studio machine and then it sort of ha- it, it loses something right right that's like a right. old when you're school... doing it when you're doing a production like this no matter how much uh gaiman is involved and i apparently seemingly uh very involved at every step along the way it is necessarily an art form that involves literally hundreds of people to bring it to life. Or in a comic book, it is maybe, you know, yeah. the and there's something the, magical. The, the writer, the penciler, the the letterer, the colorist, and, may, and you know something from the the uh, someone probably you know from the publisher, but like a half a dozen, a dozen people most. Um, so this is a very yeah. different. But there's something too about that form, and the fact that it exists in a book on your shelf that makes yeah. it special. And like a doorway to another world versus like a mass marketed, mass advertised show. But it's fine. I, I, I'm happy for it. Well, yeah, if it's I want done well. Yeah, it's done well. It's great. Get to it's all fine. experience that story as well. Or a version. So they get to experience a version yes. of the story. Maybe it's actually a good thing that it is changed so significantly in, in the show so that there is still something. It is yeah. still its own unique thing. And the changes are, are pretty. We talked about the Corinthian changes. Uh, yeah. The Burgess, who's like the, um, uh, why can't I think of the guy's name? Crowley. Crowley uh, type character. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. this, he has a little bit of more of a motivation for capturing his death. Like his son's well, dead. Wasn't that in the book? In the book, the guy that's the old guy, it's, it's similar to the book. The old guy's going yeah. to his house. That yeah. old guy's son is dead. Yes. But from what I Which remember, is still true in this one. Uh, Burgess is just doing it for more power to live for forever. Right. You know, he, he doesn't have that dead son motivation. They have in this one his son killing him, which doesn't happen in the book. In the book, he just right. dies of old age. And the right. son killing the raven, like the, the you know, Matthew the raven is a huge character in the this comic, but you don't really hear much about the other raven. He does mention other raven in passing. He met, really. mentioned that, but that part right. with the raven coming to him and no, all of that no. stuff, that's all new. And that was fine. Which I, I thought did... was nice. That was pretty it was a pretty cool thing just it was to a good introduce moment. that concept to people who haven't read the comic. Um yeah. plus it lets nice like to see it. here's the, here's where I worry a little bit. Okay. Um 
it also makes San- Morpheus more sympathetic that he gives him endless nightmares for f- fucking the rest of his life almost. Yeah. Uh, because he's killed his raven. So it's like, okay, well, of course he would do that. Well, Whereas it wasn't in just the because book, he killed his raven. Right. But in the book, Morpheus is more dangerous. Like, there's a dangerous part of him. And I think that's true of all of the early Sandman, is it's much more like a horror thing. Yes, and that's why, like, yes. when we get to, like, I just want to see if they do the same stuff they do in the comic. Like, we're, we said spoilers are open, right? Yes. Yeah, like, in the. Fine. Uh, the uh, John D. Um, yeah. How twenty four seven or twenty four hours? Right, I think that's the it's name of it. Twenty four hours. Yeah, story. Yep. If that's as dark and messed up it's as it po- is, from in, what I've heard, yeah, it is going to be very unsettling. And more so the tack when he gets the ride from the woman. That's like one of my favorite yes. issues. To it's make nuts. sure it that's plays so out, like if it plays out like that, and the way that ends. Because that, like, knocks you off because you expect it to go one way or that he would be, he he would have, like, a heart or anything. And then when it goes the way it goes, you're like, oh, it's like a more horror dangerous. And I feel like Dream still is very cold in this. And, you know, so I think they got that. But the the Raven bit was like, okay, well, uh, you know, I just, I want them to make sure they keep the unhuman part of all of it but there was something too. i don't disagree with you i think that that's that's an interesting point i do like though that they made him a little sympathetic when he when he realizes that that raven is there i can't remember the, that raven's name because it's not from the comic but when that raven is there it's flying around f- it's like and he feels that it's in the house and he knows that's going to happen he has a smile on his face and it's not just like oh maybe i can get freed it was to me it read more like his connection to the dreaming is is back, or that there's there's something more to it, or that, that he actually has some affection, uh, however much he can, for his subjects who are loyal to him. Um, there's just something to that, like when when you see him at, on the shoals of the dreaming, whenever he escapes and Lucien comes and finds him, uh, the smile that he gives her as well, like there is something there that isn't really in the comics. He is much more menacing, unpredictable, cruel, or 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 cold um, in the story. At the beginning, especially, until he kind of, you know, goes where the story goes. Right. Um, but that was interesting. The other thing that th- – this is such a minor thing. It really doesn't matter. And I guess they kind of explain it away in a, in a way. The flashbacks to him being imprisoned and being held at um, Fawny Rig, that takes place in the same time period as is, as is in the comic. So it's around World War I um, in the early 20s. But then in the book, he's he's released in in the early in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Now it's being released in you know current day. So he's been captured for over a hundred years. How is that kid alive? He would have been one hundred and twenty or so. So the only thing I could think is because they did say something along the lines that that Burgess and his followers yeah, would live get, longer, live longer. So I'm guessing that's all that was going on right. there, that his disciples got to yeah, live I didn't longer, even but it just kind of got glossed over. It's like, this doesn't track because, so they also introduce the, this woman who comes to be, I, I guess, you know, have, having in a relationship with the, 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 the Magus, um, 
she eventually gives birth to John D. So that's John D.'s mother, right? Yeah, she's in it. She's in the comic is she, too. Is she? Yeah, I, no, but not in that part of the comics. You don't see her. I don't know if she's Fonny in Ray. that part of the comic, but she's when you Fonny learn Ray. about his his mom, I she's, you she's see her connected to his to. Well, I could. I, I'll have to open it. Okay. But I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure okay, she okay. is. She is. That's how she gets. Um. The sand, yeah, right? She she's gets, she's no. She does she have she, she has the ruby. All of them. She has the ruby. She, well, and then I that think, the girl. That's another thing. Like, how are they going to do that thing with the the girl who's just hooked on the sand and like her whole place is like oh a flesh god, room and her skin's boy. That was great. That was um, great. That was so great. I forgot. Oh my god, that's so great. No, but, but yeah, I, I remember so her. She, she leaves with all all three of the the um, implements of of his office. So she has the the helm, the sand, and the ruby. And I'm assuming that she sells off the or whatever she they they go wandering and other people find them. But like the timing is weird. Like it's still John D would still be way too old to be unless the sand or the ruby keep them young. I guess whatever. It's fine. It's a minor thing. I didn't remember yeah, her so being Ethel, there at the beginning, Ethel but you must be Cripps, right. Ethel Cripps, the Magus's yeah. mistress, okay, steals the treasures and two hundred thousand pounds in cash. Yeah. Okay. Exact same as the show then. Right. But she doesn't have those scenes, which is, I guess, is what I'm not. Like you get this really little bit here. Yeah, you, yeah. There's no scene it's with more her flashback. and the um, and what's his face? Al, is it Alex? What's the Alex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Alex? Uh, when she says that he wants her to get rid of the the child, she's got become pregnant. And that's yeah, yeah. her motivation for leaving, and also just like grabbing all the the riches. Anyway, so that was cool. How? Did, what did you think of the production design? Um, getting to actually visually realize. Always, I thought it was good. Like I, you mentioned getting teary-eyed. I was feeling very emotional. (laughs) Like when you see like the outside of the castle, like with the the the, um, three creatures all around. Oh god! Yeah, the hippogriff. Yeah, so that was great. I thought it looked cool. It's like almost like I hope they keep the money for some of that stuff. Like because if the CGI goes a little south, like it could look like a video yeah, game could, CGI cutscene or something. But it looked great. But it looked it, good. So far it looked great. It, that whole opening, um, like... That swooping through Swooping through, through was cool. Even, you know, Joe was watching it. He does, he's not familiar with any of this. He, Whenever you see the the bridge that's leading over to the, the palace and has the, the big stone yeah. hands holding it up, he's just like, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah, that yeah. looked the, awesome. Oh, this is great. This is the part where I actually got a little, like, teary, like, excited in a way. Yep. In that sequence, this is when... Um, in the very beginning, the guy's going to Fonny Rake. He has the grimoire, but he he nods off and he's asleep. He's standing on the bridge, and we see a pirate ship come underneath the bridge. Did you see who was on the ship? No. Martin Tenbones is there. Oh, really? I think I got to watch that again. I had to go back and look at it again, but it's yeah. Martin Tenbones. I, I forgot that that's coming so soon, but I was like, holy shit, they're just pulling in these characters. That's cool. So, like, you see I got to do that again. You then. see Mer- Merv Pumpkinhead. Um, obviously, yes. you know, yeah. Well, okay. Here's great. another complaint of mine. Marvin, Merv. Yes, Merv Pumpkinhead. Merv, we haven't okay. heard Merv Pumpkinhead talk. I believe it but is we Kevin know who it Smith. Is. Uh, no, no, it's not Kevin Smith. No, it's Mark Hamill. Oh, he's so who's Kevin Smith then? I don't know. He's in oh, it. I thought he was in it. Maybe he's not in it. No, um, no. I think for it's, some it's reason Mark I thought Hamill. he was cast in this too. Uh, no, but when you see this season or coming soon. Yes, and yes. Matthew speaks like it uh, totally takes me completely out of it. Patton Oswalt is great. Love Seems him. Seems like a nice person. Funny. 
whatever. A genuine I fan, was... which is great. Yeah, like, he totally. is a genuine. Like I heard a story of him. Uh, I was listening to Neil Gaiman talk on a on a podcast. Yeah, and WTF. This, and it, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was saying that. Uh, he had met Patton Oswalt before, but didn't realize this. But Patton stood in line for hours to get one of his books signed by Neil Gaiman, uh, which is great. Like, he's a true fan, but he's got such a distinctive voice. And I have such a long history of loving Patton, but, like, he's a comedian. It doesn't really... In that, like, coming coming this season, when they just do all the little vignettes, for some reason, his voice actually seems, like, more forward yeah, in the sound it's, mix. like, louder so than all the others. jarring. <laughs> Yeah, it was very weird. It doesn't match the rest of the, the rest tone of it. Or anything. And I yeah. and and I know exactly who he is. So when I hear his voice, I yes. think of Pat Oswald and not getting lost not in this Matthew. world. Yeah. And I just wish that they went with a non name. Yes. Cuz he has such a distinct voice. But it's I'm he's voice, great yeah. and I and if of course he's still gonna be it. fun i love matthew it's one of my favorite characters in the in the book um i cannot wait to get to see stephen fry as gilbert yeah that's is a perfect cast maybe my favorite character yeah. for some reason i've always loved fiddler's green no, fiddler's so green much great. that's gonna be wonderful i love that they dropped the the unity kincaid stuff that obviously that's in the book but like to get to see where that's going to come from, come later right. is is really great. Setting all these things up that, as a casual viewer, doesn't know this story, it'll be great to either read the book or go back and watch again and see like all these things are dropped in there. Really cool. And the uh, the way he gets out is different. They change that different. Too. Yes, yes. Right. So Alex that was is an interesting you know, moment talking yeah. to him. He's in a wheelchair, and yeah. who's his boyfriend's name? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it. It's a Paul, weird relationship. He works I for think him, but they're together. Um, yeah. They break the circle with the yep. wheelchair. And there's that moment when he, the I wish I remembered the boyfriend's name. Paul, he's I think. He's Paul. Yeah, he's also in the yeah. comic. Turns yeah. around and looks and sees that it's broken. And like my family and I were just like talking about this. Like, yeah. He like knows he's going to get out. Joe like, pointed that out to me as well. Right, just He's sort like, of lets he it kind of looked at him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He did. Um, they added the look back. He did. But, like, they're so over it. Like, they just want to be free of this, which yes. was interesting. But the fact that it's him that knows it and not Alex was interesting. Right, um, right. But anyway, that, that was I did cool. love that sequence with the, the guards that go through the dream and all that that happens. He grabs the sand yes. um, from there. It was... It was so so beautifully done. I mean, there are the things we've seen these in the trailer, um, but it's still fun to see it in context. These moments in the show that are directly stills from the from the book. So yeah, like the, the, the that aerial the ground, shot of him on the ground. On the ground is yeah, the same. Very cool. um, getting when he opens up the the vortex into the dreaming um, is almost exactly the same. The same character pose. Um, it's flipped in the other direction, like this but. One? It's almost like exactly that. the same, which is great. Um, yeah, there's just these moments that just feel fully realized in such a beautiful way. Um, it's, it's it's exciting to see. Now, again, I'm I'm very interested to see what they're doing with the Corinthian, why he's so early in this, and why why that choice as opposed to keeping it more true to the story um, mm-hmm. from the book. Um, but I have so much faith in Neil Gaiman. Finally, after thirty something years, getting to revisit this and do it um you know they did did you listen to the audiobook version that came out a couple years I ago i didn't i didn't 
Yeah. I listened to the uh, part of the first one because it was like a free sample. And I just wasn't into it at all. Like, that medium doesn't do it for me. The radio play sort of version didn't right, do it for me. You need the visuals. You need the visuals um, so much. And the fact that they're kind of able to... They've decided to not be slavishly devoted to being exactly the same, but let it be different because it's a different medium. Uh, felt pretty good, too. I'm very excited. Also, hey, here's our here's our tie back to Doctor Who. Jenna Coleman coming up later as uh, Joanna Constantine, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Um, so you got your little connection there to the Who universe. Yes. Who is a combination, right, of John Constantine and Joanna Constantine? That's kind of the way that's been set up. But I, in that interview that we referenced, it sounded like we do go back to um, the French Revolution for Orpheus as well. So maybe it still is actually Joanna Constantine instead of ever being John, and she just lives longer. I don't know. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the Hobgalding stuff. I'm excited for... No, um, it's going to be good. And it's it stuck like the first episode matched yeah. the first issue. Right? And he's back in the dreaming. He's ready to... Pretty much. I mean, they skip over her waking up. We don't see... Do we see Unity wake up? No, I don't think we actually see that in this episode. Right, where she's old. We see her asleep, but we don't see her wake up, I don't believe. So she would be old, too. She'd be very old. Like, so that doesn't add up. I, there's That 30-year <laughs> that difference does make things a little bit weirder. I don't know why they didn't just bring it forward in time right. a little bit as well. Instead of being World War One, make it World War Two. I guess. I don't know, the aristocracy and everything. I don't know. It was strange, but whatever. It's right, fine. because she it's, has a baby. I'll like... go with it regardless. Right? Did they show her pregnant? No, they don't show, show okay. any of that yet. So I'm, I'm assuming you know, we'll get to that with um, spoilers with desire. Right. Maybe they just won't there. even pay any attention to the. Eight. They'll just she'll just be old, and people like us. I mean, will I be think like, she'll be a hundred and. They're letting that one line about you know uh, them getting to live longer because of this do a lot of the work there, but she wasn't involved. She in wasn't that involved in that. Whatever, so that it's gonna be really fine. Match. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be great. Um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I just I I hope that like that. Oh, we haven't even uh, seen John D. Cain Abel yet. We haven't seen Goldie. We haven't seen no oh, Goldie. I love Goldie. Meep. Yeah, like who? I don't even know who's playing Cain and Abel, so I have um, no idea. So I'm excited. I've to... seen them, but I, I'm not familiar with the actors. Okay, um, but I'm looking forward to that too. Um, how do you feel? I mean, this is not. I, I and all the DC I'm stuff is sure gone. I know how you feel. Right. So mm. like, there's going to be no Arkham Asylum. In the oh, book, really? like John D, right, escapes from yeah. Arkham, well, and he's talking to the that's Scarecrow, right? Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah. So that's yeah, I know that's right. I know I saw that. So that all of the DC connection has been removed. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. I guess Probably a licensing thing, huh? thing and yeah. and it gets too confusing with all the movies and everything. So it's just completely separate. Yeah, there wasn't much of a connection. I mean, there was like through Hellblazer and all of those. It was tenuous type. and like dictated. To it was him, always in a weird. Way, so. Like when all of a sudden weird. you have these things in like you know, uh, Martian Manhunter is there. Like it, it, it always felt weird. Doom Patrol was like that right. too, where you would have connections to, and it's like this is its own weird thing. Let it be its own it weird thing. Yeah, it didn't need to have any of that. Um, anyway, yeah. I'm, so I'm very excited. Maybe we'll talk more about this. Um, when we do yeah, we'll just review. do every episode sure. of the show. And then maybe we could... I don't know. Like we Should we have just cut this into two? 
I don't know. This is for you to figure out. We can do it in real time right here. We could always have our regular show, and then you and I will do it like this, and then we'll just make two episodes and release them. If you want to do, yeah, if you want to do, uh, obviously this is not for the show, but if you want to do, um, watch a couple of episodes and then do a mini podcast and drop that in the feed in between reviews, I'm I'm down for that too. I just need to. I just want to start watching them more. I know. My kids also like, want to watch him which is like a blessing and a curse yes yeah because it's like yeah, well, you got mean, kids are busy. how long i gotta wait <laughs> to watch the second one i've been waiting so long for it went since it was announced yeah. on netflix and i don't know here, how like, they're doing 24 hours like that's so like this i mean i guess they're gonna cut out they're gonna cut out some stuff because some of this stuff is horrific Right, really but like, they also like are from the interviews from that interview and from something else. I think it's going to be even more upsetting because he's leaning more into learning more about the characters that are involved in it. So you care about them more, and then all this stuff happens to them. It's going to be even worse. Like I love Donna in the comic, and but then she was the only one that I really kind of cared about because she had sort of well, she had that, like a that connection, connection to. to to but, Foxglove and yeah, right. But like you don't know that until later. Until later, so maybe so it was on subsequent we, readings. Maybe they're going to. It might have been subsequent order. readings that I came back to it. Yeah, right. That I was things. like, oh okay. But um, yeah. No, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. It's all be of that. Crazy. The serial convention is going to be great. I mean, yes. there's just so much stuff coming. I don't know how. There's some stuff in a game of you, as well, which I don't know how some of that is going to get tackled as far as like gender and things with the spells that you know certain people aren't allowed to do the spell oh yeah 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 all of that stuff has has things have changed since that came out so i'll be curious it might actually be even more resonant now it could be it could be very interesting yeah thessaly with all of that that yeah that's great Oh my god, this can be so good. Anyway, I'm going to sign off now and see if I can get Joe to watch some with me. Okay, so, this is exciting. Do it up. All right, man. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Right, thank Thanks you, everyone, listeners, for, for sticking for the three uh, or so it. And uh, who... hey, this will come out, and you can let us know if you're into this. Yeah. Do you want this as a separate yeah, mini episodes in the feed, or do you want us to do what we're doing and just tack them on the end of your? Doctor Who review well, podcast. Knowing that we have three weeks between Doctor Who reviews, I don't know if we're going to want to keep coming back and revisiting Sam at every three weeks. So let's see what happens. Bear that in mind. If we might want to do it, yeah, it but be they can still let us do... know, and then we I could know. let us know. We could Tell release us. it before the three weeks. Tell us. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out too. Like, like in three weeks, you and I could watch all of them, and then we right. can record all of it, all of it. Yeah. and then we'll figure or it out we do a couple fine. at a time everything's all right, fine buddies. all right thank Peace. you for listening all right later see you guys all right i was not recording so mr simon bring me a dream make him the cutest that i've ever seen Give him two lips like roses and clover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone Don't have nobody to call my own Please turn on your magic beam